Hi, everybody. Uh, I got a really cool conversation today for you guys. Uh, I am speaking with uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, Boydy. He is from London. He's a, a really cool plant-based guy. And uh, I really uh, I followed him for a while on Twitter. And I really loved his posts. And uh, I uh, offered to just, you know, hop on a Zoom call and uh, get to know each other and, you know, learn about uh, our journeys, uh, how we got to plant-based. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about that and uh, we're going to make a podcast out of it just because, you know, everybody's making podcasts these days. So, you know, why, why not make another episode uh, since I have a platform for that? So, uh, Jeffrey, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and, uh, you know, let's get the conversation going and, you know, maybe... Uh, you, you say a few words about yourself and then, you know, ask me whatever um, I, I can tell you about myself and then we'll just uh, play it by ear. I have some uh, notes that I put down uh, that uh, would be cool to discuss. Uh, but yeah, well, let's just get that going. Yeah. No, but firstly, I guess, you know, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I always jump at the chance to do these kind of things. It's really cool speaking to like-minded people like health and wellness perspective and see what journeys people have been on and how it kind of aligns with mine and what we can learn from each other. So it's really, really cool to do these kind of things and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. I, I love your accent, by the way. I mean, I kind of feel <laughs> jealous, you know, my, my Russian accent totally sucks. I'm trying to get rid of it as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, I wish I had something uh, like yours going on. So, um, well, let's uh, jump right in. I mean, uh, how did you get into plant-based? How many years has it been? You know, what were the drivers? And uh, yeah, any way you want to take it? Yeah, so it's been an interesting journey. So it's been three years. So it's August 2017 that I decided to make the change. And it was pretty much based off the documentary that I watched. And I'm sure you've heard of it. It was called What the Health. Um, I've spoken about it a little bit on, yep. on, um, on social media and it's interesting because when I look at the documentary now, I probably wouldn't like advise people, you know, watch a documentary, completely change your diet. Cause I think maybe people would like, they're a good starting point. They're a good point to maybe, you know, look at certain things and maybe go and do deeper research for yourself. But when I watched it, something just really resonated with me and it, it you know, when it talks about the links between diet and disease and how certain corporations, are essentially inclusion with the government in terms of like the food standards and all these types of things and promoting certain foods it really kind of just hit me and made me kind of think like are the food choices that i've been making have they been my own or have i been conditioned to make them through tradition through culture through society and i think that was really the main driving force for me wanting to kind of take ownership essentially of, of my diet and really kind of put the foods into my body that i wanted to put into my body and it was really a real it was a real journey so i i literally switched overnight I, after watching it, I watched it twice and that was that. I was like, there's no more animal products in my diet. And then it kind of took me on a journey to really finding out how to optimize it because it wasn't the best plant-based diet at the start. I was kind of throwing things together and it wasn't as optimal as it maybe is now. And even now I'm still evolving. Um, so I did loads of research. I read research papers, listened to podcasts, listened to doctors, you know, watch YouTube videos, did a lot of education on it to really kind of arm myself with the tools to make it the best possible diet for myself um so yeah three years in feeling great still feeling fit and healthy and strong um and i guess my social media platforms i really want to just kind of inspire people maybe not necessarily say to people you have to go 100 percent vegan but just to inspire people to eat more plants to get more plants on your plate maybe not see 
meet so much as the star of your play in that you have to have it because that's kind of how I used to think. I used mm -hmm. to think a meal without meat wasn't a meal. Yes, um, the same here. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. What, the, what sure. the hell? Like, I, I'm not full. Even if exactly. I'm totally up to here, uh, yeah. like loaded with plants and, you know, buckwheat and whatnot. Yeah. Like, if there's no piece of meat on the plate, like, oh, screw you. you know, give me yeah, some. exactly. That's <laughs> like, not a meal. Like, you know, even I remember it was mentioned to me even before I changed um, my diet. It was mentioned to me a couple of years back. And my first immediate thought was, when am I going to get my protein? What am I going to eat? I can't do that. That's ridiculous. You have to have meat for muscles and training and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's been a real eye-opening journey. And I think I've kind of just been open to seeing a lot of things that I've, that I've just not been informed of growing up. Mm -hmm. Really getting an understanding of what foods truly are best for you know health and longevity as well, because it's all about living a long, healthy life. Um, so yeah, it's been a real journey. And as I said, I really enjoy inspiring others to Kind of come on the journey with me maybe you know people saying that they you know have increased the amount of plants that they've eaten um and just creating like a safe space almost for that kind of conversation so i'm not someone who's you know gonna speak to someone who's not vegan and push them out of the way and mm -hmm. say that you're wrong you're this you're that i want to encourage conversation amongst everyone you know because we all at the end of the day everyone would want to be healthier at least i would like to think so um and it's just health is a spectrum it's not just your diet it's so many other things but i do believe that does play an integral part in that well i mean i i think diet is by far the the top one because i yeah. know that's the stuff you put in your body and uh, exactly, yeah. in one of the documentaries um one of those nutritionists said that uh in a year you literally put like a ton of food into your body mm. and uh, she probably meant the u.s ton because she's yeah. from the u.s yeah uh not sure what the difference really is it kind of pisses me off that we have different tons <laughs> between different yeah. countries yeah uh but uh yeah i mean it, it has to have that detrimental uh impact on you if you yeah. put some you know literally trash in your body yeah and exactly. uh, my, my journey was uh similar and the timeline yeah. is pretty similar in yeah. i think at the end of 2016 okay so I yeah pretty much just a little bit before me yeah, I started, uh, I didn't quit like cold turkey or it was not an overnight change, mm -hmm. but uh, I started with, you know, food ink and then food choices and then yeah. forks over knives. And That's then, a really good one, forks over knives, one of my favorites. Yeah, what the health and mm. I mean, any, pretty much any food documentary on Netflix and Prime, mm. uh, you name it, I, I've watched that and... Yeah. Uh, to be honest, like food choices was one of my, uh, if not the most favorite. And I, mm. uh, I mean, I'm not kidding. I watched it at least like 15 or 20 times. Wow. And well, I mean, obviously over several years. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not like binge watching, you know, like I really want to reprogram yeah, myself. Exactly. And you one just day, watch, right? sit there for the whole day watching it. Like, yeah, times. because, you know, it's a, uh, Obviously, you know, with different people, it works differently, but uh, I I would watch, you know, a documentary, get inspired, you know, it all makes sense. And then you kind of hit the real life again. You go to a party, they got like all those nice barbecue ribs mm. and, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then eventually I give up on alcohol as well because, you know, okay. it's, it's obviously, uh, uh, I mean, it's not in terms of the discussion of, plant-based or uh, you know mm. meat eating but it's obviously a, a harmful stuff for your body as yeah. well so yeah. and yeah you kind of like 
give in to temptations oh, you know i'll make an exception because those ribs are just so good you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff so i really needed to uh constantly rewatch all those things yeah. because they the well, what i really liked about those documentaries is about because i mean i i know that stuff right like it's uh you tell a smoker hey you know stop smoking smoking is bad for you he knows that mm. but because he either doesn't understand the scientific part of that or he doesn't you know see like immediate results like you know if you smoked a cigarette and you fell down on the floor and then you could only get up after an hour obviously that would probably make you think right yeah but exactly. because that end result is so far out so delayed that's the thing that's yeah, yeah. so and I've been watching those documentaries to uh, refresh the, those scientific explanations in my head. So they kind of, you know, stuck more and more and more. And mm. then, um, I mean, it was kind of like a simultaneously my taste buds were changing. Um, yeah. And then mentally I was changing. So it, it was an uphill battle to convince myself that, like you said, um, if I don't have a piece of meat on the plate, like, you know, that's not a meal. Mm, uh, especially yeah. like you know i'm a man right you know yeah exactly kind of, the whole man, masculinity bs yeah, right? exactly yeah so yeah. and uh yeah it was a journey and i you know still have been making those exceptions but at this point i'm you know pretty determined that uh that that's about it and yeah. you know going forward i don't really see myself uh putting any animal stuff yeah. that i know of uh like i'm refusing cakes i'm refusing mm all this you know stuff that i know can even the slightest traces of animal products yeah. which you know something some people may find dude you are kind of like you know overreacting take it yeah. easy chill you know mm. but uh to me it's kind of like i feel actually really good yeah. about refusing those things yeah um, because you know i've tried that actually several times when i did give in and then next day i just like man so I had this piece of cake, okay, it was good, but it's kind of like whatever. And now yeah. I know that I had that stuff and it doesn't make me feel good because I know that this stuff is still in my body. I'm not yeah. clean, right? Exactly. So yeah. now when I power through that and I do not give in next day, I'm like, yes, you know, yeah, you at this clean, point I don't care good. about that cake, but mm. I do care about the fact that I did not eat that yeah and, exactly uh, it was yeah. really good yeah because so. it's almost it's such a in that moment feeling you have a piece of cake or you have mm. don't get me wrong i think still at this point I, I guess i don't as i said i don't have any animal products but i may still have like a vegan cake or a vegan something just for a little bit of you know a taste facts around oh, sure, yeah. you know i know that you have to have a bit of balance but i think it's, it's that you know when people are like oh you know maybe lighten up a little bit relax it's just in that moment just that that enjoyment in that very moment and then the next day you may not feel great because it's sitting in your stomach it's not really digested properly so i think it's you know it's, it's important to have awareness of that and you also made a good point just there in terms of you, you mentally you enhanced and i want to it'd be interesting to kind of talk more about that because the mental clarity that i had when i switched to a plant-based diet that was something that was very profound for me i can't really explain it in real like clarity in terms of how it worked but i felt as soon as i stopped eating animal products my mind was just a lot clearer. My mental state was just a lot higher. I had a, a higher sense of consciousness. I don't know if you experienced something similar. I I know absolutely what you're talking about. And I can tell you right now that since I 
trapped animal products and especially alcohol mm. because you know it does you know impact your brain i mean it, yeah. it impacts every single organ in your body right yes yeah, it's yeah. you know literally poison right yeah um my like i had i started making a lot better decisions work-wise mm. career-wise uh I, I don't know it might have been a coincidence but yeah you know my career choices my work choices my emotional intelligence yeah uh because before i was like you know it was pretty easy to kind of like you know set me off mm. like I, I don't care who you are i would just tell you to fuck off you know or, or things <laughs> like that right or, or at yeah, work yeah. you know i would have some my managers talk to me about self-awareness i'm like fuck you you know i'm yeah, not listening yeah. to this shit yeah uh but then looking back i mean i did agree with you know what people have been telling me and i do believe that you know that mental clarity like you said uh mm. i'm also investing in stocks and you know i'm trying to be more disciplined because discipline yeah. is key in investing right? yeah. uh and i've been making um a lot more sound decisions and yeah. being able to uh be more you know calm and patient yeah. and you yeah. know instead of sitting at the computer watching all those you know stocks going up and down mm. which makes no sense yeah. i would just go out and go for a walk and you know yeah. enjoy the sun enjoy fresh air and my mind wanders and you know yeah it's uh i, I do think there's direct direct relationship between yeah. uh, mental clarity and the diet especially so. at the uh microbe uh, bacterial level right i'm mm, i do not know exactly uh, there are a couple of documentaries on uh Netflix or Prime about mm -hmm. the gut, which yeah. was pretty eye-opening for me to um, which see. Which one? I've not seen anything I've seen. So one is uh, it takes guts. It's okay. called it takes guts, wow. and the other one is guts the second brain. Uh, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, so you you should absolutely watch that because yeah, watch it that makes sure. so much sense. So basically, mm. what they're saying is, and, and again, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so there's and they still have not uh, finished exploring that because it's just so complex the, yeah. especially the connection between the head brain and that gut mm. because you know because we have that gut feeling right or you know yeah. when something scares us it's right we there have that feeling in the gut yeah exactly. yeah it, it, there's got to be a reasonable explanation for that it's not 100%. like yeah so and the those microbes that live in the gut mm. those microbes that uh digest the food that you know yeah. travels through the gut for yeah. all those hours uh they need um healthy food as well yeah, so they need if, prebiotic fiber essentially yeah yeah like, like recently plants. you uh tweeted uh like yeah. you have to feed your bacteria or microbe or the mm. gut the flora whatever yeah uh yeah this thing, thing is real and yeah. uh if microbes if bacteria in the gut uh, starve, then uh, it affects your mood. Uh, it obviously yeah. affects your, you know, brain clarity, mental clarity, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, eventually you can, you know, get some gut problems. Exactly. Uh, so if all you eat is, you know, burgers and steaks and chicken, mm. uh, gut has no food for to them. thrive on. Exactly. Yeah. So, and. Um, yeah, there's a, I forgot where I was going with that, but, you know, first of all, you know, totally watch those two documentaries yeah. because it's like, 
totally cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that, let me make, uh, a, make a note of those. The bacteria thing in the gut is uh, is a real deal. So yeah, for sure. Because and I think at that time I I just met my now fiance maybe five weeks April May June July five months before. And if you'd asked me maybe six or seven years ago, would I have seen myself getting married and making conscious decisions about the future, as you say, investments and wanting to do all of these things, start a family, I would have said no. But then I think, you know, I met her and started to kind of shift my perspective. And she's a very thoughtful human being, a very, you know, just a, just a real good human being. And it kind of made me start to think about, you know, changing my life and moving it in new ways. And then in August, I'd started, as I said, started eating plants and cut out meat and cut out all of the, the negative effects of that. And I think it was just the synergy of all these different things that started to help me mm-hmm. know, make, make decisions going forward that I knew were going to be beneficial for me in, in that immediate term, but also in the long term as well. Um, so it's been really interesting thinking about how everything's kind of tied together in the last three, three and three and a half years or so. Yeah. Um... Good what's uh what's your favorite plant-based dish favorite plant-based dish that's a good question so i i made a recipe this is maybe kind of near the start actually of when i was kind of getting a few recipes going so it's like a cashew cheese pasta with kale and cherry tomato sauce sauteed cherry tomatoes so to make the cashew cheese you literally soak cashews in boiling water for about half an hour um, put my, in, my wife i think does cashew cheese yeah so, oh, it's, or it's so ma- mozzarella he did once which was oh, really good. yeah so you literally get the cashews in the blender you put basil in there garlic olive oil a little bit of almond milk uh, a bit of salt garlic pepper mm-hmm. blend that up uh, get get your pasta boiled and then you sort you saute kale and cherry tomatoes in just like a skillet or a pan or whatever and then you just put it all in the pasta, mix it all up. And it's just this lovely, like creamy texture. Oh, yeah, like, and for really me, good. like a lot of, a lot of, I think it's much better than a lot of these replacement cheeses, which I mean, are great for in terms of people wanting to, maybe if they were in that transition period, if they're kind of moving towards a plant-based diet and they don't want to give up the taste of mm-hmm. familiar with as they move, move through it, um, which is actually fine. But I think a lot of them, they're quite high in sodium. A lot of them are quite high in saturated fat as oh, well. Oh, there's a lot of trash on those. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and again, you know, we, we can talk about, you know, being vegan doesn't always necessarily equate to health. I guess right. vegan primarily is an ethical stance in terms of protecting the life that is around us. But for me personally, I feel you can do that because I am a vegan as well. I don't wear leather where I, where I can help it. I don't, you know, use animal products for any other kind of consumer goods. But I think for me, primarily, it was about optimizing my diet and my health. And it just so happens that the diet that I have is the most sustainable one for the life on the planet and for, you know, the environmental side of things as well. Yeah, the whole uh, industrial cattle farming and just, yeah. you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you see yeah. those... Uh, uh aerial views of uh endless you know mm. brown dirt with yeah. cows and yeah. it's like total hell it, yeah um, you see and and people think like that's where the vast vast majority of meat is coming from that cannot be healthy you know when people talk about no, you know, regen- no, regenerative no. farming and you know grass-fed and all those kinds of things but the, the, the majority of the world can't live on grass-fed meat, even though, yeah, it may be better for the environment and there may be some holistic grazing elements which can pull carbon from the atmosphere. But how would we get... Because so, that is way more labor and cost-intensive than the existing process. 
which is how like how are we supposed to you know the, the majority of the world is still eating meat they have it has to be kind of done this way so yeah it's uh it's it's crazy seeing how they produce it and and just if you know if people were to really see where their food was coming from because i think that that's that's something that everyone should do to make an informed choice look at where your food's coming from i don't think it's a bad thing and if people are still comfortable eating it where you know when they've seen how it's how it's produced and how it's made and how it's farmed then fine but i think the majority of people are probably steering away from finding out because they know it might make them make a decision that might take them out of their comfort zone do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so so yeah by the way is your fiance vegan as well so she was vegan for about two years with me and she started incorporating a bit of fish into her diet so she's pretty much like 95 percent there and i think mm -hmm. from a health perspective if you're anything really above 80, 85 90 percent whole plants with diversity you're still going to be doing a good job health wise mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah she's majority plant-based yeah. what about yeah. your wife well when we watched all those documentaries together i mean w she didn't watch all of them but mm. uh because uh, you know i had a lot more passion for that yeah but she did watch a couple and uh, i was kind of hoping that you know she she's a smart woman so she would you know start doing that as well yeah, yeah. and uh, we just uh she never really uh it was kind of like a bad assumption i guess on my part uh she mm. she doesn't eat a lot of meat uh she okay. does uh like some animal products like you know eggs in the morning or mm. some smoked salmon yeah. sandwich or something like that yeah yeah uh and i mean i try to kind of you know educate slash slightly pressure her <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, which did not go well I, yeah no it, it never goes well like uh, that. <laughs> but we we did fight for a while over the kid because you know yeah because you know to me it was such a precious time uh, mm. because that's when his uh, you know subconscious is uh, yeah. being formed and Developed, yeah, yeah yeah if he just normalizes animal foods mm. it will be you know even if he later decides to uh, go vegan, um, it will be a lot harder for him because yeah, he will yeah. grow up with that as a norm, just like oh, yeah. we all did. Just like we all have, yeah. And exactly. uh, yeah, so she kind of maintains uh, a point of view that, uh, well, first of all, when we go to you know friends' houses with kids or parties, it, oh, man, it just pisses me off. There's just yeah. so much trash in there, uh, like oh, for pizzas yeah. and hot dogs, and mm. uh, but you know, I made a clear point. There's no way. Well, he's still eating hot dogs every now and then, so yeah, I'm not gonna kill anybody. But anyway, so she said that uh, you know, if we um, don't allow him to eat all this trash, right? Mm on birthday parties or whatever, then he can develop some kind of food disorder or I mean, eat, eating disorder, mm. uh, something like that, which to me is, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, and at home when she, you know, feels like having fried eggs and he's around. So obviously mm. he will ask for it as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, interestingly, as much as I have been trying to educate him without, mm. you know, pressuring him, like, you know, when you eat an egg, you're basically stealing a baby from, you know, mama chicken kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's just, he's not connecting the dots yet. Not I mean, that, that yeah. the taste of the egg is uh, winning uh, all the time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 
it's uh yeah, yeah. so so that's why i asked because you know if you yeah. avoid uh conflicts in this part of the relationship you know mm. yeah <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot better to avoid it than you know yeah. deal with it because it will eventually you know yeah it may uh, result in the problem yeah i mean i'm not at that stage yet because i guess we haven't um started our family as of yet but oh, I think yeah. when we do i would ideally like to encourage a plant-based lifestyle a plant-based diet and and again i think i remember i discussed this on twitter the other day and got loads of comments and people having the discussion i wanted to just open it out in terms of you know raising your kids plant-based and there were some people who were like i would never do that and okay that's absolutely fine you know it's your choice um but i think what it is is that it's because it's so different to the norm like if you what's crazy is that what's been normalized is the pizzas and the burgers and the hot dogs at these kids parties but you're wanting to your child to in you know to flourish and have good quality foods the you know the plant-based foods and that's seen as strange but in reality it's not strange it's just different to what people are used to which mm -hmm, is the, mm -hmm. the crazy thing it's like you know the, the the junk foods are normalized no one bats an eyelid when you know people are taking their children to mcdonald's and i can i understand that some families that's you know in terms of their socioeconomic situation that may be all that is, is available to them but if you have the means to you know provide your child with you know optimal fuel for him to thrive and to grow strong i don't see why that should be a problem um but again i think it's just because people's perceptions isn't you know they're not as open and then the subconscious has been you know affected by seeing all of these adverts and advertising is, is one of the biggest tools which has normalized all of this stuff as well um yeah. so yeah i feel like i would i would ideally want to go down that road um i think uh, I'd, I'd like to think my fiance is on board um yeah, she's given me the thumbs up there <laughs> yeah so i think yeah we'll, we'll see when we when we get down to it and uh, ultimately yeah. we, want our, we want our child to be healthy and happy um when it comes down to time yeah what uh what other things are you doing in terms of um health uh in terms of changing your lifestyle outside of the diet um so i mean training has been something that i've done historically for years so i used to i actually played um a bit of like lower level professional and semi-professional football in england and i went out to austria norway united states so sport has always been a, a big part of my life it's, it's, it's almost been a non-negotiable from a young age playing football and getting into mm -hmm. school playing multiple sports so being physically active is just it's almost like a prerequisite it, it's something that i i need essentially um so that's something that i'm always doing um i think one thing that is that i've recently started doing for, for more like a mindfulness perspective in the mornings is not using my phone for like the first hour of the day mm -hmm. i think that's been quite interesting so i don't just wake up and just don't look at my phone and i have an alarm on my fitbit so i'm, I'm not able to not actually have to use my phone alarm and i think that's been quite good in this in the sense of i'm able to start my day in a slower fashion because you know the last thing you want to do in the morning and now i'm realizing is you get on your phone you check emails, you check social media, you check whatever else who's called you and your mm -hmm. mind's already going at hundred miles an hour at the very, very start of the day. And ideally I think you'd want to kind of build into a momentum and build into a flow and a rhythm as you go, you know, as you get on the day. So for me, not having my phone, maybe getting a cup of tea or re you know, trying to read a book in the mornings as well was always good. Um, what else am I doing for health? What else? What else? Yeah. I think, yeah, just, you know, trying to, walk as much as possible get get steps in and not you know all, all these things i think these are all like small things but i think they i guess they all add up as well um 
in terms of like things like meditation, my meditation practice is probably, you know, it's really sporadic. Sometimes I might do it some, the most of the time I'm not, um, it has had benefits. I've, I've, I've you know, done it in the past and I have felt that it has had benefits for me. I would like to get back to it. Um, breath work is something that I found quite interesting actually. So for example, if I was working at a job and I had a meeting when I was going to, you know, maybe it was a big meeting with my manager about, uh, you know, going forward, um, I'd maybe just do some breathwork exercises in the bathroom just to calm down and they actually helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think for me, I'm, I'm always trying to look to the, to the new, to, to the best ways I can optimize my health supplementation. Um, always trying to, you know, figure out the most optimal ways to, to kind of strengthen my body, strengthen my, my, my mind, sleep better. Um, so yeah. What would you say are the, for yourself in terms of like the top, top things that you're putting into practice regarding health outside of diet? Uh, well, I mean, I've done uh, quite a few changes, uh, the phone thing included. Um, I mean, I could probably come up with a whole list and I've been tweeting about that for uh, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So w- with the phone thing, um, I started on, you know, getting the phone at least out of the bedroom because mm. uh, yeah. like I did that myself first and I started... Um, pushing my wife to do the, the same yeah. uh, she obviously got pissed you know don't, don't tell me how to live my life you yeah, know, things, yeah, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that yeah. uh, so because you know she would you know get in bed and uh, she would be on the phone whether you know texting or shopping or whatever like mm. for like almost an hour before you yeah. know uh, checking out mm. and uh, to, to me it was just not healthy so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was able to change that uh, you know about a year after I first started trying uh, I had to buy alarms okay. uh, for uh, for us first I yeah. bought it for myself and then she looked at it and said okay I can, I can go for this That's alarm. Right. Yeah, yeah. and so now we don't have uh, a phone in the bedroom uh, which is great and uh, I always put the phone uh, like I tweeted about that like a zillion times. Um, I put that in the um, airplane mode mm, and the phone yeah. is not even receiving. Any. So, so first of all, all notifications are off. Oh, like yeah. there, there's yeah. no sound except for the phone call. Yeah. But you know, these days nobody really calls except for, you know, all those uh, robo calls, <laughs> the spam, true. which yeah. uh, likely uh, hasn't been uh, following, uh, happening uh, too often. Mm. But uh, yeah, there are no notifications from social media. Uh, yeah. There are silent notifications from email yeah. and uh, Slack uh, yeah. for work. Uh, but um, no, no notifications. Yeah, I'm trying to also kind of get that... Uh, mental um i'm following uh naval are you following naval radikant uh no who is that or he, is he's that? a super successful investor entrepreneur okay. uh, and he basically one of those uh, uh top preachers for uh mental uh for clear mind for yeah. you know fuck the phone kind of thing yeah, um, yeah. and uh yeah i mean i, I still have to spend a lot of time on the phone because you know i'm a software product manager and we build okay. sa- uh, mobile applications yeah you you so i to. actually have you know two yeah. phones android and iphone android yeah. for you know android testing uh, but um, yeah i'm trying to use the computer as much as i can like you know if yeah. i go on twitter it's most of the time it's on my computer not yeah. on my uh, phone yeah uh, 
like you're more inclined to go on it less. You're not going to scroll on your laptop, but the way that these phones are set up, you're more likely to just once you start scrolling, you're just going, you're going, you're going. Oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, you realize like half an hour is just gone. Yeah, it's, I think it's called like infinite scrolling or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so, so this is the fun thing. Um, I mm. stopped watching TV very long time ago. I, I could okay. watch a live game if I want, like a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, you know, something on demand, like a movie on the Netflix. Yeah. Um, not watching any news, not reading no, any no, news no, no, online. No. No. It has a lot to do with, uh, you know, mental uh, health as well. Yeah, I um, agree. A few more changes that I did. Uh, I switch to soap i do not use any shampoos or shower gels or anything just just so so basically like if you walk into our shower cabin uh my wife has like you know 15 or 20 tubes of all kinds of stuff Uh, (laughs) and i literally have just my uh, sponge yeah and my soap that's it yeah i even use it for hair as well keep it Uh, natural yeah it's a good soap I, i don't know i mean maybe there's some bad stuff in there too mm. but uh i buy you know good soap at uh, whole foods yeah it's not like you know 10 bars for a dollar kind of thing yeah you know, cheap you know, crap you're, right it's like you know, three dollars per bar or yeah. something yeah um but yeah i mean my hair i think actually has been looking a lot better uh, yeah. since then and uh, it's just so easy you know you just have one yeah. soap especially when you travel <laughs> yeah exactly nothing um, you don't need to pack anything and, and yeah um, get, get so and yeah, and then, you know, I'm going to see what I'm going to do in the winter. But, you mm. know, in the summer, I've been biking, going on pedal boards. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny because a lot of, like, super important and super smart uh, product decisions that I uh, did for my work mm. uh, happened on the pedal board. Like, you know, it would be yeah. Saturday early morning and I would get up, like, at, you know, 5.30 and uh, the sun would be rising again around that time. Mm. So when you put the pedal board on the water around 6.15, the sun is just kind of appearing from above the yeah, trees. Yeah, yeah. And there's like total silence, maybe a couple of fishing boats on the lake. Yeah. And uh, you, you just kind of like, you know, start paddling and yeah. your mind just, you know. You get in that zone yeah. and everything. And then like, I, I was not even thinking about the product because, you know, I'm kind of like, it's Saturday morning, I'm pedal boarding, like, I like what I do. I love yeah. the product that we're building the applications, but uh, I don't know where my brain would just like, Hey, what if you remove that feature or edit mm. that feature? I'm like, that makes fucking sense. And I would yeah. just, you know, text my <laughs> founder, the, the CEO, the, uh, yeah. and uh, we would jump on a telegram call or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. You know? Mm. And, and so, um, yeah so yeah that's good i think it's crazy like i think a lot of the a lot of the best ideas come when you're just it's almost like when you're at one with nature you know Mm -hmm. Um, you know going just by where we live there's like this um there's this hiking trail and we try and go every sunday morning just the two of us have a walk and um we it's almost like you just you're in such a an environment which is just catered for ideas for growth you know we have some amazing conversations when we're on this trail we're not you know we've been drawn away from nature in so many ways in the way that we live and i think you know it's interesting you saying a lot of the stuff about wanting natural soaps and all that kind of stuff like i think even before i went plant-based i was taking uh i changed my deodorant i took i didn't want to use aluminium deodorants 
switch to a non-fluoride toothpaste all of these things and i think they all add up because you know we're we've been told oh fluoride is this and that like for me as far as i know there's there's no randomized control trial which shows that fluoride is necessary i have a reverse osmosis system at home it tells that it you know removes i don't know how much but Mm. it it claims it removes quite a bit of the fluoride and chloride Mm. which you know makes me pretty happy because yeah i mean putting chemicals in your body on a regular basis that makes no yeah. sense it's a toxic and, and it's not and as you said before um you know about the, the fast food and the cake these these diseases and this toxicity and all these types of things it has a long latency period so it's like if you drink water with fluoride if you drink a glass of water with fluoride in it once nothing will happen mm-hmm. but if you do that consistently 10 20 30 40 years it just builds up and it builds up and i think that's another thing when we, when we think about chronic disease people you know, and I guess we've all been there. You know, I used to occasionally eat, uh, you know, your McDonald's and these types of things. And you have it once or twice and nothing's going to happen to you. But if you're consistently eating these things over time, that's when you start to increase your risk. And it's not to say that you will definitely get this. You increase your risk. And I think for me, just trying to avoid increasing that risk is one of the best things we can do for our health. Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many things that contribute to that risk factor yeah exactly and you know the more you take out or reduce as much as possible is uh um yeah exactly it's key really is key yeah it's it's like 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 you said you know it, it takes a lot of years so for example you know nobody will never know you could die from you know fluoride 30 mm. years later but you know because you had diabetes uh, of course the the reason yeah. will be put in your death certificate as diabetes yeah. and not exactly. fluoride yeah. intoxication right exactly. <laughs> something exactly. like that yeah. because yeah. they will yeah. never know it's, they yeah. will just go with the easiest uh, most exactly. obvious thing yeah uh diabetes could have uh, you know helped obviously but yeah if you didn't if you have not been drinking all this fluoride water all those yeah. years you know, you could have been just fine with diabetes for another few years or something like that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, have you yeah. watched the Game Changers? I have, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of my uh, top favorite because, you know, the, the reason it's different from uh, other movies is because they have such high profile people. Yeah. In exactly. those movies, uh, like, uh, you know, NFL, health uh professionals who you know train teams uh, on nutrition and then all those elite uh players and uh, olympic stars and things like that so yeah um and you know the funny thing uh after i watched the game changers it was Mm. last uh november i totally got into the battle ropes uh, okay because i I, I guess I knew about them, but I never yeah. really paid attention mm. and I, ne- I was never interested. And because in that movie, he said, you know, if you go 10 minutes on the ropes, you know, you get your name on the board. Uh, and uh, I couldn't do it or something when I was on a non-plan based diet. And then I went yeah. for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, yeah. man. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I believe him. I mean, I mm. obviously he probably wouldn't be making that up but i bought myself battle ropes mm. and i uh, also discovered that i also have them in the gym although they were like really dusty and fraying so i uh, yeah. try not to use them as much yeah and uh i mean the good news is that 
I started on the battle ropes when I was already pretty much 100% vegan, which, yeah. you know, helped. But because I was not used to that, it's like completely... Uh, have you ever tried them? I have, yes. Yeah. So occasionally, they have them at, um, when I used the gym near where, I, where, mm-hmm. where we used to live. Um, the gym that I have in my apartment complex at the moment now doesn't have them. But I have mm-hmm. used them. And I've kind of used them in like hit circuits and, and, and mainly circuit training, those kind of things. So, Yeah, so the way I started doing that, uh, I, I started with like, you know, half a minute and I died. Like my muscles <laughs> just locked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then it was like, you know, a minute or a minute and a half or maybe like two minutes. And then I went for five and then for 10. Mm. Um, so far, my record stands at like, I think, 25 or something. Yeah, that's non-stop. pretty good. That's pretty uh, solid. And yeah, you, you could totally feel, and this is like one of my favorite things now, I have them at home, mm. so I try to do them um, at least every other day, maybe at least or twice a week. And uh, honestly, between, you know, and I try to go for at least 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. So between a couple of times of battle ropes a week, and then, you know, push-ups and pull-ups, mm. and maybe some squats, okay this is my only workout and my muscles have been growing so much and i'm visibly like i'm looking at myself in the mirror i I just can't believe because all my life i've been kind of going to gyms starting you know when i was in high school like you know 14 15 yeah uh college whatever um even if i was doing you know bigger weights i did not really see much results on the you know visual on the muscle side i mean obviously there was growth but you know after you just do battle ropes for five minutes non-stop and Mm. after that you look at at yourself in the mirror your body is like literally is pumped like somebody just you know pumped you up with air it's literally full body yeah yeah it's it's absolutely ridiculous and it's so hard it's by far the hardest thing um i've ever done maybe there's you know harder things but it's literally yeah your your back muscles, they, when you reach like three or four minutes, it's like literally somebody inserted hot metal rods, you know, along <laughs> your body, like right into the your, yeah. uh, back muscles yeah. because it burns that much. And then you kind of like, you know, mentally, uh, there's a lot, a lot of mental component uh, yeah, to that yeah. because, you know, physically you can, you know, power through that but mentally you can like man i just don't need that right yeah i just want to um, give up yeah 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 so i kind of first i listened to music and then it kind of got old and then i listened to podcasts which actually helped a lot because it literally takes your mind off of what you're doing because if yeah. you know somebody is talking like tim ferris talking to jamie fox and they cracking jokes and things like that yeah. it's like totally awesome and engaging and uh, i actually had to set up a timer so I would mm. uh, crank up a podcast, uh, set up a timer for like, you know, I, I want to go for 15 minutes today. Yeah. And then, you know, I would just totally engage with the podcast. No, I don't even pay attention to the ropes or the pain. And then the timer would go off and I'm like, mm. okay, 15 minutes. That, that's good. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. If you, if you can uh, do battle ropes, uh, I understand you, you're probably living in an apartment, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I hooked up one of my friends on battle ropes. He also okay. rents an apartment, yeah. but he uh, he has a, a pickup truck, so he right. uh, just throws them in there and goes, you know, 
somewhere on the playground or something yeah and, and just you know hooks it up around the yeah, tree or yeah. a basketball pole yeah and yeah. just does it there i don't know what he's yeah. gonna do in the winter uh obviously now but um yeah he he did the whole summer and uh, yeah I, I was really impressed yeah so. no, that's good i might have to uh I think if I if I sign back up to a gym at the moment, I'm just using the gym that's in our apartment complex. But if I do, you know, I would like to hope that they've got battle ropes to maybe get involved with them and see see what I can go, see what I, how long I can go for. Yeah. So I'll tell you what my uh, favorite dish is, and obviously yeah, you know perfect. there's a lot of them, but uh, alu gobi. Uh, it's an Indian food. Okay. And it's just so good. I'm pretty sure you can find that. In yeah, I probably find it on like Google or something. It's uh, it's basically it comes with rice, uh, you mm. know, but you can obviously eat it with anything you want. Yeah. I order that from a local Indian restaurant. Uh, right. I'm sure they put all kinds of bad oils in there. But, uh, <laughs> I don't do that often. Yeah. yeah. But basically, it's uh, cauliflower. Okay. Uh, with potatoes and right. they, I guess either stir fried or something with uh, like onion and tomatoes and Indian spices. And it's really, really good. And it's, you know, really filling because yeah. you got potatoes, you got cauliflower and then, yeah. you know, you can have it with rice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really good. And, you know, mm. it costs like, you know, 12 bucks. Uh, you uh, order that from the restaurant, go pick it up. And the portion is so, so big that you can, you know, just kind of split it. Uh, yeah. And have two yeah. meals out of it. Yeah, uh, so uh, check it out try it yeah. um, it's, uh, it's sort of cool stuff so yeah what, so what's it called again let me just make a note of that uh, Alu Gobi so, how do you spell that last bit so A-L-O-U L-O-U G-O-B-I Alu Gobi I'm going to check that out maybe it's something I can make I, I, I try to make it myself uh, I always fail <laughs> it, it's a lot uh, easier for me just to order yeah. from there yeah, once in a while. Enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, man. All right, man. Well, uh, any uh, other interesting things you want to discuss or ask think, me or tell I about think, yourself? I think we've covered quite a lot. I think we can maybe even save save some for a part two further down the line. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. I'm sure definitely there will be, be some kind of follow up. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely catch up again. Um, discuss with Lynn's health. And uh, I like, you know, in terms of, as you said, that the different things that we're both doing in terms of trying to optimize health outside of diet, because as, as I said at the start, it's important. Diet's obviously, the, the, for me, the number one, but there are so many other things in terms mm -hmm. of mindset, sleep, right, right. you know, all of these things, training, so many things. Because I think most people, you know, if, you, if you're in a situation, you know, where you've got the most optimal diet, but other areas of your life and your health aren't really working and functioning properly, you still may not be, you know, performing at your best. So I think it's really important to, you know, get all of these get all of these parts working together yeah you, you mentioned sleep i i try to get at least eight hours yeah every day. exactly yeah uh, with the pandemic and working from home obviously it became a lot easier because you don't have to yeah, travel to yeah. work and everything so. exactly yeah yeah all right bro well yeah. uh, let's call it a day and yeah, uh sure. thanks everybody for uh tuning in and uh hopefully you like the episode uh, as uh, jeffrey mentioned uh, we might uh, do follow-up uh, sometime uh, in the future and uh, see what other health and you know healthy li uh, lifestyle um, things we can discuss but yeah thanks for uh, joining and uh, talk to you guys soon thanks for having me